Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Right, good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman, and we have two special guests um, here as well, Kim and Mark Halinski uh, from t- uh, from Tyler Talks. If you don't know their story, um, you should. Their son Tyler, uh, unfortunately, was a victim of suicide. They're going around and uh, bringing awareness uh, to mental health in college football. So, welcome in, uh, Mark and Kim, and, and thank you uh, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so let's start with uh, Tyler's story. Uh, it, for IU fans, uh, they might not know. We don't watch Pac-12 football that much. Uh, but just bring us up to speed on on Tyler's story and, and uh, you know, how this all started. Sure. Well, you probably the IU fans were in bed when most of the Pac-12 games happened, right? Um, but they were exciting ones. You should have tuned in for some of them. Uh, Tyler played in the Pac-12. He was a quarterback at Washington State University. He was the middle son of our three sons who all uh, were, are, one still is at Northwestern uh, College football athletes, all quarterbacks. Um, and sadly, we lost Tyler um, in January of 2018 to suicide. We had no idea that he was struggling. He was just a sweet, fun, kind kid who really loved his sport, loved his teammates, loved his family, his coaches, and his friends. And he was gone one day. And we thought, you know, if, if we had no idea that Tata was struggling, how many others, how many other student athletes are out there who are struggling and just don't know how to reach out for help, are afraid to reach out for help. And we didn't want another student athlete to go through the pain that Tyler have, may have been going through or another family to really deal with with what we are dealing with since we've lost our son. It's coming up on five years here in January and every day is a, a struggle without him. And so we developed, um, started this foundation, Holinsky's Hope. And the mission really is three. That was Tyler's jersey number at Washington State. It's threefold. It's to raise awareness. We need to talk about our mental health, right? We talk about our physical health. Um, we really don't do that, especially student athletes. Um, we need to beat down that stigma, which runs so strong in the, in the athletic community, right? We're, we're taught from a young age, if you're an athlete, you grind through your pain, um, you know, and you have to really um, sometimes, but if you are su- suffering or struggling with your mental health, you have to reach out for help. And the, and the third part of our mission really is to provide support um, for our student athletes and their mental health. And and we do that in a number of ways, but really you referenced it earlier with, you know, the Tyler talk and, and that's what we do. And that's what we do did when we came to IU. Um, we go to universities around the country. We, you know, we're up to I think 150 and we share Tyler's story. 
what happened to him. We put a face, you know, uh, on mental illness, a face that you wouldn't even think to associate with mental illness. Um, and we do that really, as I, I stressed earlier, in the hopes that we just don't lose anyone else. You know, our athletes, they mean so much to us. Um, we see we see Tyler in them, really, when we do these Tyler talks around the country. And um, we're here for them. We support them. We love them. We understand them. And, and this is our mission. This is, this is our work for the rest of our lives. It's a really great mission and um, a really important thing going on. I, I teach elementary school and um, the, it's mental health of both the students and the teachers coming off of the pandemic where, you know, students really struggled being isolated and, and all that stuff. And I, I'm so happy that that stigma is starting to uh, to crumble and, and you see it start where, you know, kids come up, you can't cry, you can't do this. You're, you know, you're a wimp if you cry. No, it's okay to show emotions. It's okay, you know, if you're upset to, to, to cry or to talk about it or, you know, wait till you're ready and things like that. Um, so I appreciate you going around the country and, and sharing your story because it is uh, something that, that, you know, it, it's not, hey, just shove it down and, and get on with your life. Like the, the old days, it's, let, let's talk about it. Let, let's fix it. And um, let's make sure everybody's, you know, not just happy, but, you know, well off uh, mentally as well. Uh, TJ, did you have any questions for the Helenskis? Yeah, what are as as you've gone around to to different universities and, and spoken to administrations, spoken to student athletes, what are some barriers that that you feel are are set up within administrations or within athletics that uh, make it difficult for for student athletes to feel comfortable talking about mental health? And what are some solutions that you feel can be put in place relatively easily? Uh, to help student athletes overcome those barriers. That's yeah, it's a that's a big loaded question. That's a great question. Um it's difficult, you know, at the collegiate level, you we get 17 to 25-year-old men and women um who are often, you know, away from home for the first time, um yeah. playing a sport at a lot, you know, they were the best in high school probably in their sport or one of them. But really it goes back to you know, what, what Sammy's doing every day, teaching physical education, we have to incorporate mental health awareness and discussion and education at a much younger level. Because by the time they get to college, we really see this as a crisis and a firefight. And what the, the universities have to sort of do is sort of make up for all of that, right? And one of the, you know, the single biggest way is to um, to create budgets and and have the the proper funding to support the number of student athletes that they have on campus, and you know we you guys are you talk about sports I'm sure on on the show so much, you know it's it's a week or two doesn't go by where we see another team that's figured out how to hire two or three FTEs for um, for NIL issues you know to support their recruiting. Um, there's transfer portal. Uh, obviously, there's there's a tremendous amount of interest in the transfer portal. And so investigating that and recruiting out of that is very different than high school. And so there's a lot of funds available um, for, for these different things. And we think that competes a little bit 
uh, or in some cases can compete with the mental health resources that those schools absolutely need. And I think, you know, the mm. sort of, I don't know, we were asked at another time if we had a magic wand, you know, what, what would you do right now? And, and I think, you know, it goes back to the same thing. The leadership at the school, by the way they talk about mental health and mental illness, um, you know, for example, Kim and I, we don't say committed suicide for this age group anymore, right? You don't commit cancer, you don't commit ALS, you don't commit any of the, these diseases, and it, and it comes with the stigma, right? It's, it was illegal before 1961 to die by suicide in this country. Um, and so, so there's a lot of pressure on that. And so by the time we get to, we see our, you know, the student athletes that we're talking to, there's not a lot of tools for them uh, or that they brought with them to deal with this. And so campuses have done a great job in many cases in making those, those uh, available. Our student athletes are a little bit unique though, right? Because they're afraid of losing playing time. They're afraid of appearing weak. You know, men and women both, by the way, this isn't just football, obviously. We've got 20 plus sports on these university campuses. And so I think it's incredibly important for us to, to sort of sit back, you know, take that in a little bit and understand where we're at. And in the collegiate level, we're trying to prevent suicide. We're trying to prevent the suffering student from doing this alone because we can treat mental illnesses, wellness, depression, anxiety, bipolar, we're getting better at this. Why does that carry any additional weight? If you went and told your coach that you were diagnosed with cancer, you would have the biggest support group immediately supporting you, cheering you on, you know, telling you that things are going to be okay and helping you find those resources. If you believe that mental illnesses are real, and we do, um, then you have to think of it the same way. So I, I don't know if that answers the, the question. I think that you know, I'm trying to yeah. position it right that it that it's a long run up to this, and and I think many of the schools are doing you know their very best. You guys were in Bloomington um, this week at IU. Take us through what you did. Did you meet with the football team and, and talk with them? Uh, did you talk with students on campus? Just take us through your experience at at IU. Sure, uh, we were there. I think it was actually a, a few weeks ago, um, and. We mostly it was the freshman uh, student athletes that were there. There were a few upperclassmen that came in too, and I I like that they focus on you know the the freshmen, and I can tell you why that transition you know coming from home, coming from mm -hmm. you know this, this high school where you're at the top of your game right, and then maybe you're this little fish in a gigantic big pond to listen you know to Tyler's story really to our journey. Uh, what we've gone through, I think it, it impacts them in a different way, maybe than an upperclassman. Not to say that the upperclassmen don't need to hear the story too, but I think, uh, you know, having the freshmen listen and, and really um, relating to Tyler's story is important. We look out, you know, to these beautiful, you know, handsome men and women who play their sport and they're so proud to be at IU and, and they're so grateful to be there as well. But you know they 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 worry about their playing time. You know they they miss home, they miss their family. There there's so much that goes into coming to a campus in the fall and, and playing the sport. You know for a college that you love. Um, we are grateful to be there. You know I I can tell you that we're we're thankful that IU is part of college football and student athlete mental health week. And Mark said it earlier. There's what 20 plus sports on every single campus or most across the country. 
So when we say college football mental health week, here's what we do. We prepare these boxes, I call them boxes of hope. And we send out uh, helmet decals to the schools, lapel pins so the coaches can wear them, uh, cheer ribbon for the cheerleaders, headbands for the female athletes, our Helinski's Hope wristbands. And, and we do that because we want all of our student athletes to know that we care about them, that we see them, we appreciate them, we understand their grind, and we want them to take care of their mental health as well as their physical health. And that that's not that unusual. You know, we'll we'll meet with we've met with just the football team by themselves. We've met with every single um, student athlete on campus. In the case of IU, we were, as Kim sort of mentioned, it was a little bit of unique experience because they believe it was mandatory for the freshmen to attend. And so we'll take it any way we can get it. You know, we'll we'll speak to 10. We'll speak to 100 as many. Um, you know, as, as we're able to do. And in that particular case, uh, I think Kim was sort of mentioning it earlier on the interest level from the students and from the student paper and, and from the administration that made this happen. Um, we're just super thankful for, for that opportunity. And I think, you know, over a period of time, there's a myriad of ways to help our student athletes. Kim and I coming and telling Tyler's story is one, there's professional athletes and ex-athletes that have tremendous stories of hope they've suffered and, and they've, they've managed through it, you know, or continuing to manage. And that's certainly a story of hope where Tyler's story is different. And what we tried to get across at, at IU and, and others is that in, in our case, Tyler didn't ask for help. He didn't tell anyone he was struggling. And to this day, we don't know why he's gone, right? I mean, it's as brutal as that. There's no letter at the end that says I had to go because of this. This is what was bugging me. We went through his phones, his laptop, his iPad. There's no clear indicator when this started. In fact, the only information about Tyler and his struggle really happened a couple hours before he passed when he looked up how to take his own life with an AR-15. Um, so, and which he happened upon with friends a couple days before that. And so it, it's a, I don't want to overstate it because I think, you know, we, we got to be really careful here, but we're talking, this is a life and death issue for some kids on campus. And so to get them uh, the information they need, to get them the resources, to give them permission, which they don't need from us to go ask for help, I think it's the least we can do. Yeah, it's such a yeah. powerful message. And um, for our fans, we'll share it on social media. The ribbon um, that you're talking about, it's it's a green ribbon with a heart yeah. on the on the bow of it. And, and Tyler's number three on the bottom right. Um, I really hope that IU is wearing it on their helmet on Saturday. Um, there, there's also, you know, holding up the number three at the, the first play of the third quarter uh, and some PSAs on the board as well. Um, just a tremendously powerful story uh, from you guys. How can our listeners help you guys out sh to share your stories? I know there's a shop online that has some really cool stuff. I think I'm going to go get that three-quarter sleeve uh, oh, shirt and maybe a hoodie as well. Um, but how else can our listeners help you, help, help you share Tyler's story? 
you know, I mean, you can always donate to Helensky's Hope and they, and they can find our website, but really what matters to us is that they keep talking. You know, you, 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 you share Tatter's story with the person, you know, on your left, the person on your right. And, and maybe that person really <laughs> needs to hear it because you really don't know what someone is going through and what struggles they have. Um, and, and I do think it's so important that we're kind, right. That we reach out to each other. And I, I just think that, um, keeping this conversation going is, is truly what matters. Yeah. And that, that's not to say, Sammy, we, we'd love them to, to follow us on, on social media, of course. And, um, the stories that we share on, on those, uh, those sites, I think are important and keep the conversation going. We know this is not something you can do 24 hours a day at home. We, we encourage our parents, you know, we get a lot of parents that ask us, you know, what, what can we what can we do to help ourselves, help our family? And I, I think Kim's right. And yeah. we've been saying the same thing at that age, you know, sort of pre-high school, high school, it's okay to have these conversations. Educate yourself. If you don't understand what mental illnesses are out there, what they consist of, how they're treated, um, educate yourself. And we, we spent a lot of time and energy and resources building Game Plan, which is our a collegiate version of the facilitator guide for campus um, experts to to partake in and then we just recently released a, a six uh, volume which is really 20 to 30 minutes of individual education so what's it like you know we hear from our student athletes they don't even know what it's like to go to therapy appointment you know is it still do we lay on a couch is that how it, you know we look straight up are we allowed to talk do we have to do all that all of those things so so this education theme if you will can be can be uh, done by all, and and Holinsky's hope is one of many. I think that that are going in that direction and and trying to provide the necessary resources. But educate yourself, come, become familiar with the topic, and if you need to talk about this in a way that's less threatening, use Tyler's story. Mention that you heard it on the the podcast, right? And 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 have a conversation. Yeah, and there's a, a new suicide prevention hotline. I believe uh, it is it eight eight three. 988. Uh, 988. 988. You can text and, or call it. And it's for ease, right? It's you know the 800 number is a longer number. And actually, yep. we have we have wristbands that we we have sent all over the world, actually. And on the inside of those wristbands, we always have the 800 number. Now we're starting to put the 988 number, which you can you can text or you can call if you're in a crisis or or actually call 911, you know. We don't want to lose another person. It's just, it's a tragedy. And, and at such a young age, they don't know what to do, but I can tell you this suicide is not the answer. You know, it's really not. Yeah. It's uh Holinsky's hope, a fantastic organization, some real powerful stuff from Mark and Kim Holinsky. Um, we're looking forward to seeing Tyler's ribbon on the helmets on Saturday and helping spread that message as well. I appreciate your time. Uh, good luck to Northwestern this weekend as well. Enjoy Evanston. It's beautiful this time of year. Yes. And um, anytime you want to come on the podcast and share your message again uh, with updates and stuff like that, you're more than welcome. And uh, you know, anytime there's news on your organization, we'd love to, to put it out there as well. Awesome. We appreciate Thank that, so Sammy. Much. Thanks, right. TJ. Take you guys care, have a great weekend. Okay. Have a good uh, show. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. That was Mark and uh, Kim Halinsky. Uh, just an incredibly powerful story. Uh, their son 
Tyler died from suicide uh, five years ago. Um, it is mental health week in, in college football this week. IU is taking part in that. Uh, and, and we hope to, to see all the messages out there and hope they get through uh, to the person who needs that. But TJ, uh, final, final thoughts on that before we switch gears into, um, into our Michigan pregame. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if um, you know, if anybody is is listening to this and, and um, is feeling depression, is feeling like uh, they are considering taking their life, please, please get yourself help um, and take the words of of the Holinskys uh, to heart. And and it's okay to to talk about it. It's encouraged to talk about it. Uh, that is the most important message that we are going to have on this podcast this season. And uh, the rest of the stuff that we talk about is, is meaningless compared to uh, compared to that message and the work that they are doing. So um, a big thank you to the Holinskys for, uh, for coming on and, and continuing to spread their message. And uh, hopefully, you know, that interview uh, and their message helps at least one person that's out there. Uh, it's really important. And, and I hope that people take it to heart.